everyone, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined, as always, by Allison Aletha. Al, it's like a million bajillion degrees here in Calgary. How you doing down in Washington? I mean, it is the exact same. Let me, hold on, I'm looking it up for today, because like every day is a new crazy. We are currently yeah. 95 at, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, but we're getting up to 111 today. That's for you Americans. What, what is that? Under, in, what is that in Canada? understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Can you can you talk in, in real speak? 111 that sounds hot. Fahrenheit <laughs> in Celsius. I don't know. You Canadians are weird with how you tell temperature. Oh, yeah. Us Canadians and the rest of the world are so weird with our <laughs> Celsius system. Uh, no one else no one else uses Celsius, that's for sure. Um, anyway, okay. it's, it's hot here, it's hot there, and we have a hot episode for you today. Allison, did, I, I cut you off. Did you actually figure out how hot that was? Did you get yeah, that exact uh, extrapolation? for you. 44. Ugh. Yeah, that is that is so gross. But but I will say that uh, I think I was telling you this a couple weeks ago. I, I pulled out a bunch of patio stones from my backyard and I put in grass instead. So like that's been super nice because my dog is now like instead of the hot patio stone, he's been loving the grass. So it's nice and cool for him. So we were sitting outside Aww. last night. He was kind of rolling around in the in the nice cool grass. So uh, small small little victories here. Um, but Allison, we have one heck of an episode to get into today. We asked everybody for their questions and theories about Breath of the Wild 2, and we've got a lot of stuff to go through here. We've got a lot on the list. Lots of people submitted questions, so thank you so much to everybody that tuned in. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it, you know, we are, we shouldn't even waste a bit of time here because we have so much to get into, but I do want to take a quick second, and I do want to thank everybody that messaged me in the last week, kind of, um, last week I had said that I had some, some problems with an error code when, in, when downloading my Age of Calamity DLC, and, um, a bunch of people responded saying that they either had the same thing, or they saw that there was, um, some kind of server issue with Nintendo, either way, it's all fixed itself, so I've got Pulse of the Ancients ready to go, um, I have not started it yet, but, uh, I know that you, Allison, were, uh, were rocking some of the Pulse of the Ancients, content on the champions cast twitch stream uh just a few short days ago yep i was streaming i started it for the very first time on friday and it's definitely got a lot of cool things that will be added to it or that has been added to it and i won't go into details because we'll talk about it on another episode but if you want to check that out i was streaming on friday i think i'll stream this upcoming friday as well I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing yet, but I kind of like the idea, and we're playing around with ideas on the team, so we'll see how that goes. Definitely, definitely catch go. one of those streams. It's a lot of fun. Um, Allison was also streaming on her channel the other day, practicing the Wind Waker HD, and she almost beat my world record. Oh my god! Almost, I I beat her by about a minute. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I heard you came pretty close. Annie Spateria is obviously an avid Wind Waker speedrunner. So, yeah, it's, it was a <laughs> tough run, and unfortunately I just couldn't beat your time. It sucked a lot. I was, I was feeling pretty down about it. Many people can't, so don't worry about <laughs> it. All right, uh, enough dilly-dallying, Allison. 
We have a ton of stuff to get into here, so let's just dive right in and get to the questions. Again, thank you to everybody that asked over on Discord, over on Twitter, over on Facebook, over on Twitch, over on even Instagram. We had some questions there, so people were asking questions all over the place. Uh, it was awesome. Love to see it. Thank you guys so much. Let's go. Uh, Retro123Gamer says, first question, do you like Link's outfit in the trailer? Well, Al, do you? I do. I think it sounds, or sounds, jeez. Uh, I think it looks really cool. I think um, it kind of is reminiscent of both, like, Ordon Village and Skyloft kind of attire, um, you know, before Link jumps into his tunic. Um, but otherwise, I really like the colors, and I like how it kind of feels like we're kind of going back in time with it, it looks, um, just because his current... Yeah like outfit his champion's tunic is very modern for like the game you know like the game setting so yeah it kind of feels like we're going back in time a little with that outfit and i'm eager to see where it comes from what it means or if it's just another you know outfit that we get along the way as we did in breath of the wild yeah yeah i i, I think it's uh i think it's a cool outfit i wonder if um this outfit is gonna be kind of like Let's call it like what the champion's tunic was to Breath of the Wild One, where like you can you can get dressed up in a bunch of different stuff, but like this is the one that gives you just maybe a bit more base stats, bit more higher defense, etc., uh, etc. Et so I think that that would be cool. I actually so the thing about this, I saw this theory and I really liked it. Is uh, the question is, do you like Link's outfit in the trailer? Is that Link that we see in the trailer, and is that his outfit? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I do think that it looks cool. It it looks like the uh, looks like the hero from the little mural from uh, ten thousand years ago. So yeah, I think it looks cool. Yep, I agree. Love that theory though that it's not Link. Um, all That's right, interesting. We yeah. got we got like a ton of questions about this. So I'm gonna read I'm gonna read a couple just uh, back to back here, and uh, they they basically are saying the same thing. Corey says. Can we hear your guys' take on whether or not the Zonai are related at all to the green energy slash hand seen in the two sequel trailers? Some videos note what seems to be Zonai-style ruins in the caves and cave entrance in the first trailer, so I was curious to hear what you two think. Majora Master also says, What are your guys' thoughts about the theory that all the green magic and stuff we've seen in this trailer is linked to the Zonai somehow? Okay, so I, I have... Um, I have a couple train of thoughts about the Zonai. We haven't really talked about the Zonai before on this show because it, you know, on, on one hand, well, let me just answer the question, first of all. I think that it's certainly possible. I, I think that it's certainly possible that, you know, that there is um, Zonai-like uh, influence, this was the word I was looking for, influence, um, on the on the ruins and on the, the green stuff and whatever. Um, and, and I think that there is a little bit of, there's a little bit of, uh, credence to the theory. Uh, I'm going to read right from creating a champion here. They say that, um, however, Zonai ruins or ruins with very similar characteristics can be found in all parts of Hyrule highlighted in green. I'm not sure if highlighted in green is supposed to be for that green swirling energy or whatever, but, um, the Zonai are a tribe of savage magical users that just disappeared uh, a long 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 time ago i think they even predate the sheikah so i can see you know i i could totally see it happening i could um and i can see why people 
kind of gravitate towards this theory because it sounds pretty cool. And it sounds like there's this mysterious group of, of people. I mean, the word zonai is basically a pun for uh, the Japanese meaning of the word mystery. So I, I can absolutely see it. But I'm going to go on the flip side here, Allison, and say over the last, let's say, two years, I think that you've seen people say zonai, zonai, zonai so much and so many, like, theorists and stuff like that were, were talking about this as if it is fact mm -hmm. and, like, there is going to be a big emphasis on these guys in the next game. And, like, I've played... Let's see. I've played about uh, 300 hours of Breath of the Wild and about 80 hours of Age of Calamity. And the amount of times that those games say Zonai is like maybe a minute or two. So the game obviously doesn't place that big of an emphasis on this tribe. Um, you know, it's it's just a handful of ruins in the Farron region, and that's kind of that. But... Uh, so I, I don't know that we should be expecting too much, and I don't know that we should be really like, you know, this is what they're going to do. The Zonai are coming. I think that it might have just been a throwaway line that, or a throwaway, you know, species that they put in the game. Um, something just to add a little bit of lore or context to a pile of ruins that you see. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's what I think. But I, you know, on the, on the flip side, I don't think that it's impossible that we see that. I, I You know, it sounds as good as anything else, right? So... Um, that's my long-winded answer, Allison. I feel like I kind of rambled a bit there, but I'm curious to hear what you have to no, say. No, I, I, I'm in agreement with you because here's my thing. I don't really watch a lot of theory videos. I don't get into a lot of those um, theorizing stuff that we haven't, like, explored fully yet. You know, I, I understand theories when yeah. we've played a game, um, you know, a million times, like some of the Ocarina of Time theories I like. I get that stuff, but for stuff that like Breath of the Wild 2, where I haven't played it yet, it's kind of hard for me to take two clips of, like, less than two minutes of footage and understand all these theories that everybody is, are, you know, coming up with. So, yeah, I, I'm not too sure about the Zonai so much. I know they're ancient, ancient, ancient. I know the Barbarian set is part of it. So, looking at the Barbarian set, I... And looking at how things appeared in this new trailer, especially Link's new outfit, if that is Link. And also the architecture that you see in the sky and stuff like that. I don't know if we're going to have a huge focus on the Zonai. And from what I understood back in 2019, the green swirl stuff, like the characters are Gerudo, I think. I'm pretty sure somebody said that they're Gerudo. And they say Seal Ganon or something like that. I don't know if that's old news and it, it's like somebody found out something different. But that's how I always understood it. So I was I never associated it with Zonai at all, the Green Swirl stuff. So is it possible? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Maybe Nintendo's like, we need to explore a new region. We need to explore a new culture. You know, they've done that before. And I would totally get it if that's the case. But considering everything that we've seen so far... Zonai is like a very small percentage of it, especially with the statues in the first trailer. The rest feels like it's more about the sky, more about this new, or well not new, but this mm -hmm. different civilization that's up in the sky that has totally different architecture, totally different like green stuff themselves. So I don't know. I'm I'm not. And that that right there. Yeah. You said different civilization. If this question asked me, 
Uh, can we hear your guys' take on whether or not there's a different ancient civilization related to this green energy stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. I think that there is someone related to this stuff. Yeah. But is it the Zonai? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, you pointed out, you pointed out like the Barbarian said, and just to me, like this, looking at that armor set, right? Mm-hmm. And like what they kind of, I'm going to use a Game of Thrones reference here. They, they, they remind me of like the Dothraki from Game of yeah. Thrones, you know? And when I think of the Dothraki, I'm not thinking of like these high tech magic users. So they, they do seem to be kind of a, a paradox unto themselves or like they're kind of this, this savage culture, but also like supposedly very, very high tech and, and with magic and architecture and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I think that we've, somebody came up with the theory about the Zonai and somebody was reading into what, what they wrote in creating a champion and somebody went with that and then, you know, I mean, credit to them, it, it picked up some steam in the Zelda community. And I think that so many people now are expecting the Zonai to be like a big part of the sequel yeah. and a big part of, because, because to them, it's like, well, of course this is going to be what it's about there. But I don't think that that was ever Nintendo's intent. There's one area in Breath of the Wild that has Zonai runes. There's a very small section of creating a champion that is dedicated to them. Um, you know, this is one of the things where I think that people can be building something up in their own head because there's nothing else to report. There's no other news. There's no other, you know what I mean? Like you had that one, you had that one trailer. That was all you had for two years. So like, uh, you, you build up something in your head and you build it up and you build it up to the point where like, it's just like, well, of course it's going to be this. And now that was never the intention. And trust me, I'm a Metroid fan. I get, I totally get this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I just, I don't know that that's going to be the big focus if it was and if they were i i could totally see that like yeah you know because i feel like somebody's got to be up in the sky and somebody's gotta you know be responsible for this green swirly stuff is it the zone i i don't know i think that there are like a handful of other runes in breath of the wild um that were left by i don't know other other people that that might be just as likely so i i uh, want to yeah, bring that's, up one that's more my thing. answer I want to bring up one more thing. Can you read that passage from Creating a Champion again really quick? Because the one word caught my uh, attention. Yes. Yes, I can. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm actually going to read the whole thing, okay? So here we go. Oh, okay. The history of the Zonai people has been lost to me. There are... Or lost to me. Lost to time. There are rumors that they were a savage tribe based in Farron, with the most substantial of their runes are located. However, Zonai runes or runes with very similar characteristics can be found in all parts of Hyrule, highlighted in green. Um, in addition to the massive palace in Farron, the Zonai runes throughout Hyrule seem to have elements connecting them to ancient shrines. The Zonai themselves are spoken of in hushed whispers as strong magic wielders who vanished suddenly thousands of years ago. The disappearance of the Zonai is one of Hyrule's greatest mysteries. This is from Creating a Champion, page 413. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, a couple things that were that you added since you read the whole thing. They're magic users. They disappeared suddenly. Maybe that's because they went to the sky. I don't know. There's some basis there. But what I really liked was said runes with similar characteristics. So just because we mm-hmm. are seeing stuff in these trailers, just just because it looks like Zonai doesn't mean it is because it's runes of ser- similar characteristics. That's all I'm saying is that you want to take it with a grain of salt. It could it be Zonai runes, yes, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just similar. Yep, yep. So you know, if if they showed up, I think that would be cool. Yeah. If they didn't, I think that would be more expected. 
like I, I'm not expecting them to show up, but if if that is what is going on in the sequel, I I think that that is uh, is cool, and it's cool for the people that first predicted it, and um, you know somebody's got to show up, so maybe it is them. But yep. I'm not I'm not holding my breath, but I, I'm also not gonna sit here and and poo poo that theory either. Yeah. I think that it's you know it's possible. We'll see. It's definitely possible. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's let's move on from the Zonai. Um, our good friend Catherine, who is uh, one day going to catch up to my Wind Waker time as oh well, um, asked, "What do you what do you guys think about the theory of playing ten thousand years ago?" Al, I I went first last time, so I'll let you go first here. What do you think? I um know tidbits of this theory. It just um you know people are looking at the architecture and are looking at Link's outfit, and it kind of makes sense. Like it does look like it's from a different time, so. I think that would be really cool because if they're using the same map, obviously they have new sky regions, but if they're using the same map and we get to see what it looks like 10,000 years ago, it's obviously going to be a different playing field. There's going to be different stuff going on because 10,000 years is a long, long freaking time. So I think that would be a cool way to change up, you know, the map so that it's different enough that we don't feel like we're playing the same game. Yeah, I love this theory, actually. I, I really like it. And you're playing is like, the hero from 10,000 years ago, and, and uh, I, I think that that's great. And then in 10,000 years ago is when, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Allison, that's when all, like, the Sheikah technology and the Divine Beasts and stuff were created, so, like, you can you can get to witness that as well. Uh, the only thing I would say about playing 10,000 years ago is, obviously, something story-wise will have to change, because 10,000 years ago, um, Ganon was defeated and sealed, I think, pretty easily, with the help of all the, the divine beasts and the runes and stuff like that. So yeah. something would, would have to alter so that, uh, and maybe that's what that green stuff is. It's some kind of time shifting stuff or whatever. Um, but something would have to change so that the events of 10,000 years ago looked all of a sudden a lot more dire, calamitous, if you will, so that Link and Zelda had to go back in time. So yeah, I, I like that theory. I think it's cool. Yeah, me too. Okay, David Nystrom asks, do we see Impa in the sequel? If we do, what role does she play? And if we don't, why not? Uh, well, so I, I think that we probably will see Impa in the sequel. If she's there, it will probably be in a manner similar to the one that she had in Breath of the Wild, I would assume. Um, I, I think his real question here is like, do we see Age of Calamity version of Impa? Or do we see, like, old woman version of Impa? And I think that if we're going to see Impa, probably going to be old woman version. Mm -hmm. um, now, if we play 10,000 years ago, we could maybe see, like, a different Impa. Like, someone that's called Impa, but is, like, a different person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I could see that. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think that young Impa is, is probably not going to be in the game. Old Impa could be there, but, I mean, she's not going to be a, a big player, I don't think. So, yeah. Yeah, I I'm in agreement there. I'm not too um I'm not too focused on the idea of Impa being in the sequel because in my mind, she, if you're having a sequel to this game, you know it's gonna be old woman Impa, and she would just kind of be you know I don't know like a helpful person to go talk to, give you hints about stuff and whatever. But I, I don't know. There's a lot going on in this game. You can obviously tell. I don't know if Impa's going to really be a huge part of it. I don't even think young Impa from Age of Calamity is going to show up. And if it's 10,000 years ago, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, uh, it's a different, uh, like, a predecessor or something like that. So we'll just have to see. That's... 
that's something interesting to think about, but I don't I don't think about that too much, I guess I should say. <laughs> yep, yeah, fair enough. All right, let's keep going. Flying Wolf has kind of a cool observation here. Um, they say, I just got a chance to watch the latest ep, and I'm pretty sure that the so-called buffed-up stasis is a power that allows you to reverse time for a certain object. So that's actually kind of neat, because like when we saw the um, the spike ball roll downhill, Link stops it, and then sends it the other way, and like all of the different spike balls appear. So, I, yeah, I, I mean, maybe. And if, if time is going to be kind of a central thing in this game, and you're going to be flip-flopping back and forth between the past and the future... Um, I could see that gimmick being a central focus. I, I could see that gimmick being a focus either way. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of cool. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems pretty uh, apt there, like a good observation, because it did seem like it was multiplying the ball, but maybe it's just like it's showing the different times where the ball was at. I could totally see that. So that's interesting, and I, I, I enjoyed that a lot. It makes me excited for any other possible... Uh, powers that we're going to see with Link's hand here. Absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's move on and uh, let's get to two questions. I'm going to read them uh, at the same time here from Jules. And uh, for anyone that doesn't know, we uh, Jules works behind the scenes for the podcast and she does all the great content over on the Facebook team. So um, whenever you see a cool post, it's probably her or Lulu that's doing it. So shout out to, to her. So Jules asks, do you think it's possible the mummy was not Ganon, but rather Astor? And uh, in the same in the same thing here, she also asked, "Do you think the alternate ending from Age of Calamity will have any impact?" So first of all, this is a little bit of a spoiler warning for anyone that hasn't finished Age of Calamity. But I, I thought that I would read these questions together because I feel like they kind of like tie into each other here. Um, and I think the answer to the second question answers the first. My gut tells me that the alternate ending from Age of Calamity will not have any impact on breath of the wild 2 my gut right now is telling me that unless something changes with the dlc that's coming out um i think that age of calamity is its own story in its own bubble and it's not really related to breath of the wild and it's not really related to the breath of the wild sequel i think it's going to be its own thing so to answer the first question i don't think that that's astor if they if they brought back astor i mean like (laughs) <laughs> Who cares? That guy sucked. Like, he, you know, he, he he had nothing to him, right? So I don't think it's Aster. Saying that, saying that, I do think that it's weird that they made Age of Calamity and they, they made such a big deal about making sure that you knew that it was tied to the events of Breath of the Wild and then just had it completely be its own thing and, like, exist on a on an island or in a bubble. I think that's weird, but I also don't really see how that will affect Breath of the Wild 2. So those those two things are kind of like going against each other in my mind. But yeah, I, I just I don't I don't see it. I don't see that alternate ending where the calamity never happened uh, influencing Breath of the yep, Wild 2. Yep. Um, if anybody's been listening to the show for a long time, they know that I'm a huge uh, fan of the Avengers Endgame description of time travel i think it makes a lot of sense for how we see the timeline for zelda but you know basically branching timelines that uh happen you know side by side but they have nothing really to do with each other it's just different realities so i am totally of the mind that age of calamity is like that like if you were to look at a timeline 
of Breath of the Wild you'd see a hundred years ago and then Breath of the Wild. But there would be this off little branch from the hundred years ago and it would be Age of Calamity because it has a totally different outcome. It has a totally different impact on how Hyrule is going to be from that point on. So I can't see it being part of Breath of the Wild 2 if Breath of the Wild 2 is a direct sequel of Breath of the Wild. It's not a sequel of Age of Calamity. So therefore, I don't think Age of Calamity is going to have any big yeah. part of it. Um, I, I honestly would be disappointed if it did just because, you know, the story we've always wanted is what happened 100 years ago from Breath of the Wild, not this alternate. And like I said before, I'm okay with it. I like it, but that's not what I wanted. So I wouldn't want to see that connect. And I yeah. definitely wouldn't want to see Aster again unless he's in Age of Calamity DLC and we get some interesting backstory on him because he's so boring. So, <laughs> I and you know I, I yeah. know a lot of people get upset about seeing Ganondorf over and over and over again, but I'm super excited because he's in this new setting and something dark is happening to this dude, and I really really want to know what it is. I love those dark gritty stories, so I'm all for it being Ganondorf. Yeah, yeah. You know the the only thing that I think I could possibly see connecting Age of Calamity to Breath of the Wild two is for all intents and purposes, we are not going to see Mifa, Daruk, Rivali, Urbosa. Those guys don't really have a reason to show up in Breath of the Wild 2. And I feel like there was a lot of equity in those characters from Age of Calamity and Breath of the Wild and the DLC. So the only possible way I could see those games connecting if it was somehow to bring back those four characters into Breath of the Wild 2. I, th I think that we're going to see them in some capacity. Maybe it's more memories or something like that. I'm not sure. But that's the only thing that makes sense to get those guys into the game yep. somehow, some way. So, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, and I'm sure more answers will become available, too, once we finish the second wave of DLC coming out in November for Age of Calamity. But, uh, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's keep it going here. Uh, Quiggs asks, will we see or hear from Fee again? That's right, Fee. Um, no, I, I don't think so. I think that you could probably get another um, reference or Easter egg, kind of like the, the one in Breath of the Wild where it said, like, the sword is talking or, or whatever it was that it said. I think that that is possible, but I don't think that you're going to explicitly see, like, feet or anything like that. Um, I, I could, maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll correct myself. I could see, let's just really, let's just really go out there. Maybe if, if you end up, playing as Zelda in Breath of the Wild 2, which right now doesn't look very likely. But if you did that, I could maybe see them doing like one of those DLC costumes, kind of like we had in Breath of the Wild 1, where like you got the tunic of time and the tunic of blah, blah, blah. Um, I could maybe see like a Fee costume there, but that's it. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of cool though, a Fi costume. Um <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, as far as hearing from Fi, I, I think it would be similar to what we've heard, quote-unquote, from Fi in Breath of the Wild, which is more of a chime coming from the sword, um, at least in Zelda's case, because, you know, it was only supposed to be the person who w wielded the sword that could hear, uh, you know, the guardian of the sword, or whatever Fi is technically called. But she does hear it at, at one point in Breath of the Wild, so I kind of feel like we would get that, but at the same time, it like Link's dominant arm is really effed up in this game so I have a feeling that he's not going to be able to use the Master Sword very much and we might not actually see it that much 
So that'll be interesting. But if we do, I just think we'll get the chime, if anything. I don't think we'll actually get her voiced in there at all. Yeah, I uh, as great as that would be to see, I, I don't think so either. And we have we have a couple questions actually coming down later talking about kind of the relationship between Skyward Sword HD and Breath of the Wild. So I'm, I'm excited to cover that. Um, all right, let's let's keep it going, though. Heather asks, uh, shout out to Heather Beard, asks, will Link return to a location like Skyloft or the City in the Sky? Um, what do you think, Gal? Yeah, I think it's possible, especially since Breath of the Wild has a lot of those little spots that you've come to know and love from past Zelda games, like Arbiter's Grounds. You know, obviously it's not as great as Arbiter's Grounds in Twilight Princess, but there's, like, some ruin of it in the desert. So... There are those little, you know, Easter eggs. So I totally could see if you're up in the sky area, there's like a ruin that said this used to be Skyloft or there's a ruin that said, used to, that said this used to be City in the Sky. Something of that nature. That's what I'm thinking we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um, something something along the lines of like you could see you could see like a small island or something like that and th you know how every island is called like whatever in breath of the wild or like a, there's lots of yes. easter eggs in terms of names there's like islands named mm -hmm. after all the four tingle brothers i could i could see them naming an island in the sky like skyloft yeah. or, or something like that um I, but I, I i think it'll be more of like an easter egg reference it, it won't be like an important plot point or it wouldn't be an important um you know location necessarily it's just something that if you know you know and uh, it would it would just be a nice little touch, nice little Easter egg. So yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's keep it going. Crazy Cats, shout out to Crazy Cats. That's a sick name. <laughs> uh, if Ganondorf slash Corpse Ganon slash Creepy Dude <laughs> is responsible for lifting various sections of Hyrule into the sky, what do you think his purpose for doing so is? Well, I mean that's that's what we're gonna find out in Breath of the Wild too. Um, who, who knows what his purpose is? Maybe, you know, maybe he's returning, uh, Hyrule to the way it used to be 10,000 years ago. Maybe his magic is so strong that it's just forcing the land up from Hyrule. Um, I don't know. I mean, that it could be, could be anything. So, uh, your, your theory is, is as good as mine. Probably better, in fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have any theories on this either. I kind of feel like it's... If he's being unsealed or something and coming back to life, so to say, in Breath of the Wild 2, maybe he's really, really pissed off. I think he was really pissed off, and that's how he created Calamity Ganon, because it's basically all his hatred. So maybe he just wakes up, and he's all PO'd, and he's like, you know, F it. I'm going to lift a, a bunch of pieces into the sky and take the castle with me, and that's what he did. My by God, this is a PG show, Allison, for God's sakes. I'm sorry, that's my best guess. <laughs> Holy cow, Allison is fired up about these wouldn't theories. You be, wouldn't you be so mad if you were sealed for 10,000 years? Come on, like, seriously. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, let's keep it going here. Um, Brun, I'm going to butcher this name, Bruncane Man uh, has a cool question here. Uh, they say, I finally joined the Discord and Twitch. I'm so excited to participate. My question um, what do you guys think about returning to the same overworld? How similar or different from Breath of the Wild's overworld do you think it will be? Uh, so great question. Definitely a great question. And you know what? I thought my answer has kind of changed about this, like the longer that we've been waiting for Breath of the Wild 2, if that makes sense. Because originally 
I when we saw the the Breath of the Wild two trailer and uh, it was about it was about two years after Breath of the Wild came out, I was thinking like, wow, like you know if this game comes out in twenty twenty or maybe even early twenty twenty one. I'm okay with like them reusing a lot of the same map in, in a similar fashion to how Majora's Mask reused a lot of the similar assets from Ocarina of Time. As time goes on, I'm just like, you know what? It's been, it'll be in five years uh, at least since Breath of the Wild came out. I want to see some additions and, and some differentiating factors in this, in this map. And I think that we did see that with the sky. My theory for a while was that there was going to be some kind of dark world where like you could go to a darker version of Hyrule. Um, it doesn't really look like that's going to be the case anymore, but, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm okay with mostly using the same world because that world is so rich and there's so much to explore. It's just making sure that there's like an alternate or a, a, a differentiating, you know, distinction between that and the Breath of the Wild 2 world. I mean, we've seen so little of it that it's hard to, it's hard to really say like how excited we are to return to the same world or not. Like what we have seen does look similar, but you know, there's also the stuff in the sky, so that's obviously very different. So, you know, it, we, we've seen too little, I think, to give, like, a solid, concrete answer. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, obviously, we've seen some stuff. It looked like when when you see that talus with the Boca Blink camp on top of it, it looked like Link was flying through Central Hyrule. So maybe we will get some stuff that's similar. But like I was saying earlier with the 10,000 years ago question is that this might be close to an Oracle of Ages type of thing where you're you're jumping back and forth between time and it's so different because it's 10,000 years ago. So maybe that's more what we're going to be looking at aside from also any sky platforms that we're going to be going to. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, let's get to another question from Retro123Gamer. He asks, uh, here's another question. It looks like new rune functionality of sorts will be added to Breath of the Wild 2. What new sorts of runes or elaborations on existing runes would you want to see? Allison, what do you think? Um, God, this is hard to say because it seems like they might have similar to what we've seen in the past. If that stasis is any indication, it's just going to be kind of different than what we're used to. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like maybe bombs, maybe they'll be giant or something, or you can roll them with your, like roll a giant one with Link's hand. Um, gosh, Cryonis, maybe, I can't even imagine, maybe you can freeze a whole lake, I don't know. But I think it's going to be kind of similar in a way, like the same kind of stuff that we've seen and we have, but just have different, um, different kind of, uh, capabilities with them kind of like what we see in age of calamity where everybody has a different way of using the runes i just think that's how it's going to be yeah like I, I feel like the hand is definitely going to factor into how you use the ruins and it looks like from that one stasis rune that it's just gonna augment or like change how you use the existing runes that you already have um so i don't know i i do think that it would be cool to see like some kind of like time kind of rune where like you can make uh, i don't know not time stand still because we already have that but like uh I, I don't know you can you can shift time or like maybe shift the the reality around you or how about this al how about this let's say that the game does take place in the in the present in ten thousand years ago what if you had a ruin that was kind of like almost like a time shift stone where like you could mm. alter like a a little bit around you to like go and i don't know 
from the past or maybe even even to the future like you could kind of do puzzles that way where like you could take something from the past and move it over to somewhere in the future uh, whatever it's kind of like the time stones did um i i think that that could be cool yeah that actually sounds that's, that's the best i got i don't know yeah, and it obviously seems like there's a new power where you can, like, you have dubbed it, like, a reverse Revali scale where you kind of, like, use your arm to transport up to a sky, one of the sky platforms. So, obviously, that's going to be a new capability, but anything else, I'm not that creative to think of any new <laughs> ideas, so I'm just excited to see what they give us. Um. You know what? I, I, you know, actually, I think I was going to elaborate on that, but I think somebody asked us that question a little bit further down. So let's just oh, wait okay. till we get there. Um, all right. Corey Richmond is back with another one. Haven't seen any questions about this yet. What's up with the Sky Islands? Do those come from the ground? Are they separate civilization that's been up there for a long time? Is it the past? Is there some sort of alternate space like the Sacred Realm? Well, Corey, I don't know how you didn't see these questions because there was a ton of them that were basically just like this, but we'll answer them <laughs> for you anyways. Um, they could be, they could be from the ground. I could see that, uh, it could be from, I, I think it's fairly obvious that they're going to be a separate civilization that was up there before, or maybe still up there. Uh, I'm not sure. Could it be the past? I think that that's, you know, like we covered a definite possibility. Um, I don't think it's like an alternate space, like the sacred realm or anything like that. Like, I, I think that those islands are in Hyrule. Mm -hmm. I think that they're in Hyrule. And I think that, you know, obviously you saw Link uses hand to zip all the way up and like green transport through the ground to get there. So I, I think that they're in Hyrule. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they're definitely linked to whoever made that green magic uh, that is in Link's arm. I think that it is, they're, they're up in the sky or they were up in the sky. Yep. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to gauge when and where this is because, I mean, obviously if you're playing Breath of the Wild and you look up in the sky you don't see any floating platforms up there and they don't look that far away from the ground. Like obviously they're quite a bit, yeah. bit up there, but you would still be able to look up and see them if you were down on the ground. So obviously they're not from Hyrule right now. And the it's, it must be in the past or something because it has architecture and it has buildings on those platforms that we did not see in Hyrule. I've never seen them. Um, in Breath of the Wild. So it must be from a different time, 10,000 years ago, whatever. But it's definitely part of Hyrule. It's just not the Hyrule that we know in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, so there you go. All right, Al, you're a Star Wars fan. Get ready yeah. for this. Um, Bathanon asks, here we go. Do you hope and would you like Ganondorf to also have a hand that can do certain abilities just like Link can? In other words, the final boss being more of a dynamic version of a force battle, but inside Zelda's universe. Um, I mean, I kind of, eh, I can, I can kind of see that. There's definitely been some parallels between Link and uh, Ganondorf in the past, so I could see it being that way, being some kind of poetic parallel like that. But at the same time, I kind of like Ganondorf to have his own, sh like, stuff you know his own spiel to go off of just to make just to change things up just so that it's interesting just so that we're not like you know fighting hand against hand rune against rune that might feel a little i don't know kind of boring if you're playing 300 hours of this new game i don't know if that's just me um i kind of get what you're saying but at the same time i i really want to see something new and different from ganondorf this time around i want to see him have his own thing 
Yeah, Bathanon, he's, he's a great guy. Love chatting with you in Discord. But this, to me, sounds like the drizzling dumps. Uh, it, I can just, like, picture, like, it just sounds so hokey, like, you know, and, and Ganondorf coming back with his own hand motion and just, ugh. Well, I I would see that and just be like, ugh, I don't know what else to say. I, I hope that that is not the, I hope we don't see any force interactions in this game. I mean, like, might as well just pull out your lightsaber and battle him and uh, maybe, maybe Ganondorf chops off Link's arm and that's why he has the hand. That would That is very Star Wars. So maybe there is some, some merit to this theory. Yeah, it is. So, so yeah, there we'll you go. see. Um, all right. Uh, Bruncane Man is back with another question here. How would you like them to combine elements from the new and old Zelda formulas, i.e. open world with linear dungeons, more open dungeons with a more guided story, maybe certain paths that are only open for late game, but they can be done in any order? So this is a great question, and one that, that probably could be applied to Breath of the Wild uh, as well as this game. Um, I think... I think that you, like you keep the world the same, you keep the layout the same, you can do whatever you want in any order that you want. I, I do think that you, um, I think maybe not linear dungeons because I don't think that the some of the best dungeons in the Zelda series are linear per se, but maybe more traditional dungeons where like, you know, you can go in and you can see, you know, you you could just do like a standard. Zelda dungeon and I think that the final divine beast that we got was was more in line with that but I think that the the thing that was really missing from breath of the wild with its dungeons was like theming all the dungeons like they all look the same so they they kind of all felt the same even though there were different elements in all of them so I, I hope that that comes back in that you know there's like there's like your fire dungeon and there's your water dungeon and there's your your forest dungeon whatever so I I would like to see that um come back I I think yeah, I, you know, I mean, obviously, we want a more guided story. You know, we've got Skyward Sword coming out here soon, and that, that is a representation of maybe the best story told in Zelda. But, you know, that, that does come with a cost of, like, that's the best story told in Zelda, but it's at a more structured game experience. So I I think that maybe they can balance those a little bit more, Um yeah, I, I, it's a great, it's a great question. I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, I'm interested in, from what I've seen so far, I think that we might get some items back. And because we saw that like Zonai dragon flamethrower looking thing, at least that's what people are calling it. And I was like, well, maybe that's a new item that we get. And I would totally love to see, you know, keep it open world, keep it so that you could still go wherever you want to go. But maybe there's like dungeons again, and you could do whatever one you want. But maybe you do need an item to do certain part things in the dungeon. So they kind of, you kind of get this quest to go find that item, and you you keep doing your open world stuff, and you find that item somewhere, and then you can come back and complete the dungeon. I think that would actually be pretty cool because it could throw some logic in there it could be like kind of like a scavenger hunt type deal where you're searching for clues in ancient knowledge or whatever asking around yeah. about stuff like that i think that would be super awesome because it's not just hey go in a dungeon get the item halfway complete the rest of the dungeon with that item you could totally make it so it's more of a full adventure to complete these uh objectives these tasks and quests and stuff i think that would be really cool way of mixing the new and the old formulas yeah yeah very well said i think that that is uh is a nice 
cocktail right there. That would taste good if you drank it. Um, all right, let's keep going. We got two <laughs> questions here from Quigs. Um, I'm not sure. We're running a little bit long. I'm not sure we're going to have time to get them all in, but we're going to try our best here. So Quigs asks, um, do you assume Link will start out with three hearts as usual? And if so, will there be a plot-related reason for it, why he's not as strong as he was in Breath of the Wild? He did start out with six in Skyward Sword, uh, so it's not under or it's not unprecedented to have more. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I do think that Link will obviously start with fewer hearts, um, because, you know, that's, uh, if you start at full power, like, what, what's the point? Like, there's, there's no, there's no challenge and there's nothing to work towards. So I, I do think that they are going to scale him back a little bit. I'm not even sure if they're going to provide a storyline reason or if you're just going to start with three hearts. Like, that's, I could just very easily see them saying, like, you start with three hearts or five hearts or whatever, and the, there's no reason for it. Um, so I could see that. I could maybe see as well, maybe, that you start off with uh, the hero from 10,000 years ago, and you're kind of starting from his journey, um, you know, from rags to riches and, and whatever, and, like, he starts off with three hearts, and maybe at some point you can go back and forth and, and I don't know, see, see Link and... From breath of the wild and he is at more full power let's say but um yeah i, I don't know i i think i think honestly there might not even be a storyline reason i think that they are just gonna say like all right start at three hearts there you go yeah i mean that's what they did and if you consider it like major's mass phantom hourglass direct sequels they you start at the bottom again it doesn't have to be a reason it's just a new game but I could totally see, you know, the 10,000 years ago. The more I think about this 10,000 years ago thing, the more I like it. Like, what if it's, uh, I'm going a little off track here, but what if it's kind of like that paradox that we like where you're doing stuff in the past that creates the future, you know, that we see like we did in ages. The bootstrap we, paradox. Yeah, what if we are the actual hero from 10,000 years ago that sets up the story for what happened in breath of the wild now that'd be cool all right but you would have what to start this? at the bottom what so building off of what you just laid out what about this so what if like we said earlier if we are going ten thousand years in the past that means that calamity ganon has also went ten thousand ten thousand years in the past and figured out a way to avoid his eventual defeat so there he does go. something that ripples through time that basically undoes the events of what has come before and now you've got everyone in a weakened state, so maybe that could be your reason right there. <laughs> Who knows? But I kind of damn, I'm, we're good. I'm digging this ten thousand years in the past thing, especially if you I, yeah. act, play the role of the hero, and it just so happens that's who the legend's made after is you from the present. That sounds you know, you know what we're doing here. Made sense in my head. We are, we're zoning ourselves. We, we I had know. a theory that we like, and we're like we're beating it into the ground, and and now it's just we like, are. All right, well, this is obviously going to happen. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's let's try and re maybe we should try and reel it in a little bit. But I also <laughs> think that that's a cool theory. So maybe we maybe we can have both. Maybe it's you're going ten thousand years in the past, and you got the zoni there too. Everybody's happy in that scenario. Makes sense. Um, all right, Quigs. Quigs has a second. Uh, it's not a question, just an observation here. I don't know if this counts as a theory, but in the second trailer. Link does not appear to have the Master Sword, whereas he does in the first trailer. So I assume he loses it at some point, possibly at the same time he and Zelda are separated. Or maybe it's 10,000 years in the past and he doesn't have it yet. Oh. I uh, know. I like what Quiggs is saying. That's kind of where my mind has been as well. Like his arm gets infected by the Malice. 
The green stuff saves him, but that's his dominant arm, and I don't think he can use the Master Sword anymore at this point of the game. So that's that's also what I think, is that he has it, and then, you know, stuff hits the fan, and then he doesn't have it. Okay, okay, I can, I, yeah, I can see that. I'm digging that. Um, all right, let's keep it going. Corey is back with another question. This one's better than his last one. Uh, Corey says, <laughs> do you think Breath of the Wild save data will carry over or have any effect at all on a Breath of the Wild sequel playthrough? And if so, how? I could see... I could see if you have Breath of the Wild save data on your Switch, you start off with, like, an extra weapon or something like that. Um, other than that, I don't think that it'll have any impact. I would... I would dig it, especially if it's something along the lines of if you collect all the memories, you get that secret ending. It's not, I mean, it's not that big a deal of an ending, and it's not hard to get. But it would be cool if you had all the memories, if you had the Master Sword, and so and whatever. Maybe even if you 100%ed and got all the Korok Seeds, you had that save file, and you went into Breath of the Wild 2 with it, you would get maybe a bonus cutscene or something like that to start off with because you remember Zelda more now, or you get to keep your full inventory of weapons or something. I think that would be kind of cool. That could be cool. Yep, definitely. All right, Charles Xavier asks, if the game will involve time travel, how do you feel about past segments being interactive memories of the ghost hand? So I don't know about the ghost hand part, but I mean, I feel like if you're if you have time travel, by definition, the past memories are going to be interactive. So, yeah. I feel like that um, if it happens, it, it's probably definitely going to be a thing. Interactive memories. I'm not really sure what that means. Like for me, I'm picturing when Harry falls into Tom Riddle's diary and he is in a memory. Is that kind of the idea we're seeing here? Or am oh, I just... Okay. Yeah, we, we can we can run with that. I That's just what interactive memory makes me think of. Obviously, you're not going to have any part of it because nobody can see you or hear you. But... It'd be kind of cool if you, if like, you're like stepping into the memories of the hero from ten thousand years ago or something. If that's where you're going with that, I'm not too sure. Um, but I mean, I could see it. Some crazier things have happened. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Um, let's uh, let's keep it going. Gearheim asks, "Do you think those arm abilities will at all be given to us?" Let me try this again. I just butchered his question. Do you think those arm abilities will all be given to us, uh, I think he just asked it weird, at the ability of the game, or do you think they will act as, basically he's asking, are we going to get arm upgrades for dungeon items, or do we oh. unlock them as we progress through the game? That was a awkwardly worded question there, and I'm sorry for that. Um, so, I think that, I think that they'll probably be dungeon items, but I mean, if you think about it, like, Rivali's Gale, uh, Druk's Protection, all that stuff was also, like, dungeon items as well. So, it, granted, those didn't have a direct, like, influence on completing the game or not. They, they certainly influenced gameplay and made certain things easier, but um, they, they weren't, like, directly responsible. Like, like you could progress through the game without those abilities. Whereas, right. I, I think that a lot of the arm abilities that you see, like... The one that we saw in the trailer where Link is, is going up and, and zipping through the rocks. I think that that will probably be fairly integral to the to the story. But actually, I don't know if that's actually an ability or not. I think it might just be a teleportation, like stone or something like that. So 
Um, yeah, I, I think that you'll probably get new new abilities for your arm, and I think that they'll probably serve a similar function as like the the champion abilities. And I think that they'll probably come in the um, equivalent of whatever dungeons are in this game. Yeah, I I agree with you that it'll it'll play a part, but it won't make it won't depend like no part of the game will depend on these abilities because if you're giving abilities as dungeon items and you need these abilities to do certain parts of the rest of the game that makes it linear so i don't think that nintendo is sticking with that linear formula anymore at least not in the sense with breath of the wild and breath of the wild 2 because it's the the general tone of these games is open world so i can't see them being specific dungeon gets that happen when you complete a dungeon or go through a dungeon because that makes it linear so it definitely is something that you come across while you're playing and it doesn't have any effect on um furthering your process through the game it just helps yeah definitely um all right let's let's power through the rest i, th I think that we can finish them all and not go too too overboard here but uh let's keep going so bra moment which is an awesome name uh, their question, do you expect normal dungeons and bosses to return, or do you think they will just stick with shrines and the and some equivalent to the Divine Beasts? Um, so let's tackle that before we get to the second part of their question. I do think that, uh, I, I guess, normal... I, I think more traditional dungeons will return, but I think that those will probably be the equivalent of Divine Beasts. Like, I think you can have both. I think you can have a Divine Beast-type dungeon like we had, but I think that it can be more intricate and more traditional, I guess, is the word. Um, you know, bosses bosses in Breath of the Wild weren't, like, a weak spot. Like, there were some pretty good boss fights from, you know, All Four Blights to Monk Mask Kashia to, um, you know, even, you know, not, not Dark Beast Ganon, but Calamity Ganon was a cool boss fight. So I don't actually feel like that was, like, a weak point of the game. But I, I do think that the bosses are going to feel similar and that like i said we'll we'll get some kind of compromise on dungeons while also having them kind of be the equivalent of divine beasts what say you l i think we will definitely see some more traditional dungeons come back um especially if there's new territory to explore because we'll see new temples or you know areas that we could dive into and there will be puzzles and bosses i think what I think when somebody thinks about bosses for Breath of the Wild, it's they're all similar. Like you got all the same sub bosses. You can fight, you know, forty Hinoxes, forty Taluses, a million Lynels. You've got all the Blights, and then Calamity Ganon is kind of the same as fighting a Blight. So I can understand yeah. where somebody's like, yeah, maybe let's get back to like the big, imposing monsters that you find in a volcano. You know what I mean? Like some dragon or something that you have to fight. I would like to see that return for sure. Like something crazy Goma uh, looking mother or, you know, some giant bird if you're up in the sky, like the Helmrock King. I would like to see a return of those kind of bosses. Yeah. I think you nailed it, actually. Like, I think the boss fights in Breath of the Wild are all really good. It's yeah. just that they're all really similar. Like, they yeah. look similar. They don't even necessarily function all that similar because, like, Thunderblade is way different than Fireblade, but, like, it's it's similar enough. It's in a similar setting, so they all kind of feel the same. I, and then maybe that's why Monk Maskashia feels like so incredible because it's like in a totally different setting with a totally different style of boss. But yeah, I think I think in a bubble, all of those boss fights are really good. It's just yeah, I I think that I think that if you have a different setting, um, the bosses will will breathe a little bit more and it will you know we'll appreciate them a little bit more. So yeah. yeah. 
Second part of the question here is um, from Bro Moment. Uh, in an episode a while back, you talked about Link's hand possibly coming from his piece of the Triforce. Do you still believe in that theory? I think it's a cool idea and would like your thoughts. Was this your theory, Allison? I don't remember this. I don't remember this either. I was just more thinking that it was going to be like the new Sheikah Slate, quote unquote. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that's a if that's a theory that somebody has. It's interesting. Like maybe Link's part of the Triforce is what saves him and like saves his arm or something, and it's part of the green has something to do with the green stuff. I don't know because you do see the Triforce come about from Zelda's ability, so it would be interesting if Link has an innate ability um, connected to his Triforce piece. But really, we haven't seen much of the Triforce since Breath of the Wild. There's like been only a tiny bits of information, and you only see it really in architecture and Zelda's power, and that's not even explained. So, and it's full Triforce in that instance. So who knows what mm -hmm. we're gonna see considering the Triforce in Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't tie whatever is going on with Link's arm to the Triforce. I think that, you know, Breath of the Wild obviously didn't mention the Triforce really at all, so I, I don't know that there is a ton of reason to believe that the sequel will either. Uh, maybe it will, but maybe I think maybe it won't as well. Yeah. Um, Majora Master is back with a question that I hope is coming true. Do you think we are going to see loft wings or similar flying mounts return to the game? Man, I, I God, that'd be that'd be great if if they had loft wings back in this game. Uh, that would be absolutely great. You know, I mean, the setting is right. You're in the sky. If it's maybe. in the my my only speculation is if it's in the past. Yes. If it's not, you've got the Rito and you've got Meadow. I don't see a need for loft wings. I don't because if there was, you'd see Hylians up there all the time. So I I would only see them if they're in the past. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I feel like if if we're still in the same time period, we didn't see them in Breath of the Wild. So unless they were all hiding during our adventure and are now uh, coming out to, to roost, then maybe it doesn't make sense to see them. But I, I would love that. And I think that would be awesome to see Loftwings back. Um, okay, so we've got a question here from Emma. Um, and this was over on Facebook. And I think I think we, we mostly answered this already. Uh God, I'm so sorry. I have to sneeze, and it's uh, it's it's impeding my ability to talk. I'm gonna try this again. Um, so we uh, we have a question from Emma, and I think that we uh, that we answered this already, but maybe we can just throw in any final thoughts um, if we have any. So Emma asks, seeing the theory floating around that this game will shed some light on the Zonai as the flamethrower weapon we see Link use in the trailer that has a dragon had very similar to those we see in Zonai Ruins. What are your thoughts on this? Could it be possible that the reason we see no member of the Zonai tribe is because they have been on the Sky Islands? Um, I told... Do we have anything extra that, that we want to I add totally here? I could or? see that, um, that flamethrower as a Zonai-related item, but I don't think it plays a large part into the overall story of the game. I just, like I was saying earlier, if you're finding items in the open world... You know, it's one of your missions to find one so you could do stuff in a dungeon. That could totally be this item. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's a big, crucial part saying, hey, we're actually dealing with the Zonai and they're part of the sky. Yep. Um, I could see, you know, I could see more items and stuff saying that, like, they're related to Zonai and, and uh, 
that that would kind of be that and say like there was this this race that used to have really high tech stuff and that's you know that's why you have this like crazy weapon that seems like it shouldn't be hidden. What if? What if? What if the Zonai are in Breath of the Wild, but we're not like the people who are theorizing aren't seeing it right? What if the Zonai disappeared because of the Sky Civilization? What if they're two separate things and like they're at war? That's the war that's being talked about with the Zonai. I could totally see that. It's very dark. I totally see it. It's very I dark, know, I Allison. Read a lot of books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep it going here. We actually we're not doing too bad for time. We only have uh, three left here. So let's go. Cody asks, uh, "Are you happy that we're getting a sequel to Breath of the Wild, or would you have rather seen a completely new story and art style?" So I am happy that we're getting a sequel to this game. This was this was probably the most important Zelda game since Ocarina of Time. I think it deserved a sequel. I love the art style, so I'm super happy to see the art style come back. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that there's a lot left to tell of this story. Like, there were so many unanswered questions from Breath of the Wild 1. Like, what's up with Malice? Where did it come from? How did Calamity Ganon just take over all the Guardians? What happened to all the, the rest of the Sheikah? Uh, you know, what happened to the Zonai, if, if you're into that? I, I think that there's a lot left on, on, you know, there's a lot of meat left on the bone. So, I, I think that I'm happy that we're getting a sequel. I think it deserved a sequel. And, uh... Yeah, I love the art yeah, style too. Yeah, I I agree. So, yeah. I think um, I think that when Breath of the Wild two was announced, obviously circumstances had pushed it out this long. But when it was announced, it was we hadn't had enough time with Breath of the Wild for it to be an already brand new console game, new style, new story, new everything. You know what I mean? Like Breath of the Wild is a massive game. And yeah. if you're not like me and you're 100%ing it within two months, then you're still spending time playing that game and you haven't had enough time with it at that point of 2019 trailer. So I think it was very smart that they are doing a sequel and then that they're not moving on from Breath of the Wild. Because like you said, there's a lot of meat on the bones. There's a lot of story to tell. There's a lot that still could happen in this world, same art style, just because it's so open and massive. Um I, I honestly think this could be like a threefer, like a, a, a trilogy story. I was honestly yeah. thinking that Age uh, of Calamity yeah, was going to be that. part of that trilogy story, but at the, obviously at this point, I don't see that now. So I could totally see this being a trilogy and then moving on. Or a trilogy where there's a, a break in between with new game and then coming back. Yeah, I, I could see that, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I am happy that this is getting a sequel, and I think that it deserved a sequel so i mean i mean and it's not unheard of like you you have a link between worlds as a sequel you have phantom hourglass as a sequel you have majora's mask kind of as a phantom sequel. Hourglass's sequel um you know i i think that those are sequels to yeah important yeah. zelda games so i and you know like i said breath of the wild is, is arguably the most important zelda game so i think that it it definitely deserved a yep. sequel um all right let's uh let's keep moving here clay asks a a question here which i think is uh it's kind of part one of two in the what i was talking about earlier with skyward sword but he asks do you guys think that demise could possibly be returning as the big bad in breath of the wild 2 it kind of makes sense that they would push skyward sword out this year to freshen you up on the on his backstory to be able to bring him back again actually allison i'm gonna uh i'm gonna just read both questions here because i think they tie into each other and heidi 
asks, do you think he'll introduce something in Skyward Sword HD to tie that to Breath of the Wild 2? So both of these questions are rooted in the premise. The, the real question here is, do you think that there is a connection of the timing between the release of Skyward Sword HD and Breath of the Wild 2? My answer to you guys is unfortunately no. I don't think... I don't think that Skyward Sword HD is going to have anything in the game that is going to link it to Breath of the Wild 2. I don't think that Demise is going to come back in Breath of the Wild 2. Um, and I don't think that there was any strategy behind the release of Skyward Sword HD and the release of Breath of the Wild 2. Other than the fact that it just so happened to, you know, to come out um, a year before. Uh, this was the 10-year anniversary of Skyward Sword. It, it made a lot of sense for that to happen. Um, and I and I just, I don't think that there's anything more to it than that. It, it would kind of be like when they released Twilight Princess HD, like saying that, like, oh, do you think that there's going to be some, like, hidden clue in here that's going to tell you something about Breath of the Wild? Because Breath of the Wild came out a year after. And there wasn't, and it was just a port, and it was, it was its own thing. It stood by itself. And I think that's exactly what Skyward Sword is going to do. Um... There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think that they don't need to tie in together. But I, 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 if you would have asked me, does Age of Calamity have something to do with Breath of the Wild 2? Or, or would we see something introduced in that game that could lead us to Breath of the Wild 2? I would, I would have said yes, for sure. If you were to ask me if, if something in the DLC pack coming out in November could tie us into Breath of the Wild 2, I might still say yes. I could, I could say I could see that. But I don't see that with Skyward Sword HD. I think that's just kind of a happenstance that, you know, this game is releasing a year before and it also focuses on the sky. So I I don't think that we're going to see Demise come back, unfortunately. Um, because I, I, I think that if you were to bring Demise back, you don't need to, like, freshen people up on what happened in Skyward Sword. You can just tell that story with a, with a yeah. quick prologue in your game. Like, it's not like he has, like, this giant backstory, so... Yeah, I, I unfortunately, I, I think that both of them are on their own separate islands. Yeah, and in the you have sky. to take into uh, you have to take the fact that circumstances are because of the timing, not because Nintendo planned it this way. Obviously, there was a high chance that Breath of the Wild two was going to come out in late twenty twenty. That was what a lot of people were thinking was going to happen, and then it. I, I honestly think that it was always the plan for Skyward Sword to come out in 2021 because of the 10th anniversary of the game. They needed time to spend, um, you know, working on the motion controls. So I feel like Skyward Sword HD is happening as it was meant to and planned to, you know, maybe five years ago by Nintendo. It's Breath of the Wild 2 that's not happening as planned. Yeah. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I just think it's circumstance that it's happening this way. Um, yes, the whole falling into the sky thing does look very similar, um, but that's just because they probably are going back um, to some of those roots that they had in Skyward Sword. As for Demise, I think Demise is dead. Like, he's done. The only reason that we are still um, getting all this stuff that is connected to Demise is because of his curse. And his curse is that his hatred would follow Link and Zelda for all time. Um, so I don't think we'll ever see Demise again unless he's, like, a character in, uh, a game like Smash Bros. or whatever. I'm, you know what I mean? So I think he's gone. He's not coming back, but we'll always see, you know, his ha hatred manifested in different forms. Doesn't always have to be Ganon and Ganondorf, but I'm okay with that for now. Yep, yep, there you go. 
Um, Calamity Ganon from Age of Calamity, by the way, looks a lot like Demise. So maybe that's the, the next best thing. So there we go. That is the end of our questions. Uh, so we've talked a lot about Skyward Sword HD. We talked a lot about the Zonai. We talked a lot about time travel. Lots of, of cool stuff to, to unpack here with uh, Breath of the Wild 2. So it's going to be a long time. So we've got, we've got to let the mystery build. And hopefully we'll see more footage somewhat soon. I would really love to have a title for this game so we can stop calling it Breath of the Wild 2. So I'm hoping that we see it before uh, the end of the year, maybe in September when they do a Nintendo Direct, hopefully. So yeah, uh, thank you everybody for uh, all of your questions. We, we really appreciate them. And I hope that we gave you some good answers. Um, Al, anything you want to, I don't know, end on or, or leave off with before we get on out of here? Um, oh my gosh, no, not really. We talked about a lot. And um, which, you know, they didn't really give us a lot to go off of at E3. But I feel like I have more information now than I did when, when what they gave us at E3. And again, I really don't jump into a lot of the theories but i like i like this ten thousand year one that we've been talking about today i'm not gonna go all zonai on it i promise but i like it so i'm eager to see i know that they nintendo yeah <laughs> i know that nintendo has said that they'll be releasing more news over the coming months to year the next year so we will be getting more news soon it's just we gotta wait we gotta wait uh but you don't gotta wait for very long until our next episode that's coming next week thank you guys for checking out the Champions Cast, uh, we want to encourage you to head on over to Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Go like and subscribe and recommend us to that Zelda fan of your life. We had the best week that we've ever had uh, last week, so we want to keep this momentum rolling. Uh, and, and make sure that you're checking us out over on Facebook and Twitch as well. We are live streaming the podcast right now. So if you were watching, you could have seen me uh, struggle through talking a sentence because I had to sneeze. So lots of goodies and extras over on Twitch. Um, make sure that you are checking us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. That is it. We are going to get out of here for this week, but we will see you back here next week. Until then, everybody, take care.